Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast. It's the 23rd of January. I'm Andy Eubank. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch. Coming up on the news, C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson, including a legislative watch from Agribusiness Council of Indiana's Bruce Kettler, and an update from the American Farm Bureau Convention. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says messy rain materializing all rain later today. And Monday grains and oil seeds all higher. We have analysis on the way with John Zanker on the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner, similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Bids are being accepted now for 346 acres of Indiana farmland. Halderman Real Estate Services brings you an opportunity to own top quality farmland in Carroll County, featuring four sizable tracts of tillable cropland and grain bin totaling over 346 acres. Visit Halderman.com for information on the Flora Group Legacy Auction. Bids will be accepted until January. January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit Halderman.com or call A.J. Jordan, 317-697-3086. Equal housing opportunity. State legislation that could have a major impact on Indiana's ag businesses and the push during the American Farm Bureau Convention to get a new farm bill done. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Your state lawmakers in Indiana have been very busy filing new legislation for 2024. In fact, there are now over 1,700 new bills that have been filed between both the Indiana House and the Indiana Senate. And many of those new bills could have a major impact on Indiana's ag businesses. We'll watch probably 30 to 40 of those bills to see if there's any effects uh, specifically to our industry. And that's Bruce Kettler, the president and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. One of those bills would get rid of more restrictive state regulations for pesticide use and replace those rules with less restrictive federal regulations. They wanted to make sure that general use pesticides as an example people maybe wouldn't have to be licensed or wouldn't have to go through training to be able to use those but our concern is that we don't want to see people getting into business that can abuse and not properly use any pesticide doesn't matter if it's general use or restricted use you can cause problems for your neighbors, for other farmers, whether it's general use or restricted use. Another bill that could impact Indiana ag businesses would regulate autonomous commercial motor vehicles. 
including tractor trailers and farm equipment. Again, we'll watch that because uh, as autonomy becomes a bigger deal in the agriculture industry, think tractor trailers potentially being able to do that. So we'll want to watch that to make sure it doesn't negatively affect the industry. We don't want bills set up so that as we get more autonomy in agriculture, it doesn't uh, restrict us or not allow not only our businesses, but their customers, the farmers, to be able to do and utilize the technology like autonomy as well. In addition to keeping an eye on state legislation, Kettler says he's also watching out for federal legislation. For example, there's some things happening through US EPA on endangered species, starting on the herbicide side. Uh, it will go into fungicides, insecticides, and other products. So we're watching that one very close. In fact, there are some folks that would like to require treated seed to have to do uh, basically what you have to do with a pesticide currently. The There's a lot of challenges around that. So we're looking at that. You can hear my full interview with Bruce Kettler and read the full list from the Agribusiness Council of Indiana of the state legislation that's currently pending that could impact Indiana's farmers and ag businesses. All that at HoosierAgToday.com and at the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. Well, the American Farm Bureau Convention is going on right now in Salt Lake City. Our Sabrina Halverson is there now. She reports how the organization is making another push for lawmakers to get a new farm bill done. Now, thankfully, we've achieved a farm bill extension. But we need to get even louder. Speaking at the 2024 American Farm Bureau Annual Convention this week, AFBF President Zippy Duvall pushed the urgency of getting a farm bill done. Now, I know that we need to get through the budget process, but we also need to tell Congress and urge them to pass a new, modernized farm bill. He also highlighted what Farm Bureau has already done to showcase the importance of the bill. Last year, I talked to you about the power of farm and nutrition programs coming together to advocate for the Farm Bill. Today, we're united behind the Farm Bill for America's Families campaign. See, we brought together a diverse group of agriculture, conservation, and nutrition just to explain why the Farm Bill matters to every American. This year, AFBF is providing tools at the convention for members to reach out to their elected officials. We have to send a resounding message to Congress to deliver a new farm bill for our farms in our country. Do not leave this convention until you give us that help. The AFBF annual convention wraps up Wednesday in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. 
I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. A little bit of a mess over the Hoosier State here as we kick off your Tuesday. Uh, in the overnight period, we had moisture trying to spread in from the west and southwest. But warm air is also spreading in as well. Temperatures yesterday were the warmest we'd seen in a long time, and today is going to be even warmer. Problem is, the warm air moving in over a still cold, snow-covered surface, so we can't warm the entire column of atmosphere at the same rate. And so we ended up with warm air overspreading the surface and folding in a warm layer and precipitation it would fall through the atmosphere hits the warm layer melts and falls in liquid form to a still below or near freezing surface and so we've got some ice to deal with out there this is going to be the case probably through mid-morning we are going to go over to 100 percent rain today nothing standing in the way of our temperatures getting above freezing but as we start things out watch for a glaze uh, some areas a little bit worse than others uh, central illinois better off or rather worse off than indiana but I just want to caution you as you're out and about, ice is going to be a concern at least through mid-morning. The rest of the day, rain all day long. I think we're getting anywhere from a tenth to probably half an inch here today, 100% coverage. Then as we move forward, we're going to be moving into a secondary surge of moisture, likely tomorrow through Thursday, tomorrow afternoon through Thursday. Periods of rain, looking at anywhere from a quarter to three quarters of an inch there. So combined, quarter to one inch rainfall totals are going to fall pretty easily here across the Hoosier State in this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday time frame. Now Friday, we should be dry. I am seeing some slightly cooler air come in. It's not nearly as cold as what we went through last week, but you get the idea. Cooling down as we move into the Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday time frame. And we are also watching a little bit of precipitation move through the Ohio Valley on Sunday. So southern Indiana could be seeing some rain or wet snow showers, depending on how this system tracks. Uh, I don't think anything gets any farther north than I-70. Moving forward into next week, cold air tries to hold on as long as it can. Monday, Tuesday over the Great Lakes, Canadian high pressure trying to push in. But everywhere else in the country, huge warm-up returns. Think of what we see this week versus last week, and we could see another leg next week with this warm air. Eventually, that gets to us as well. Moving through the uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday time frame, we are dry all week long. I have no concern about any moisture anywhere next week and a lot of warm air in here, so I do think that we do a lot of evaporation. Yes, it's muddy, sloppy, messy this week and into the start of next week. It's going to be more so with the rains that are coming, but I do think that we accomplish a lot of evaporation next week with no new precipitation all the way through Friday the 2nd. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day, and be careful this morning. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. All the markets moved to the high side, although corn squeaked out a fractional gain. This is Hoosier Ag Today. It's the Monday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. Settlements from Monday trade coming up first. Why did the market do what it did? I checked in for some answers with John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities, near the end of the Monday trading session. John, the story on Monday as we open up a new week with some higher market activity might be the bean market. We did see a very strong crude oil, which propped up soybean oil. Maybe some assist there then on the soybean market. And we'll talk about Argentine weather as well. That's where it's hot and dry now. But start with soybeans. What all happened there? Well, I think you touched on it right there at the end. Argentina's kind of surged to the front. 
Um, 10-day forecast looks uh, pretty hot and rather dry. So uh, their crop is in the best shape. It's been in quite a long time, at least the last three years. And, uh, you know, this is... um, you know, this is a June time frame for them, basically. So a stretch of the hot and dry isn't going to be uh, damaging much. So if the extended forecasts start coming through, uh, it does look like there's some rain out there. But as we saw with Mato Grosso in November and December, a lot of November and December, uh, those extended forecasts never came through. And, uh, you know, we're seeing some of the results of that with lower yields and parts of uh, northern Mato Grosso in particular. So um, the bean market has, uh, you know, we had some fresh lows and um, coming off of a uh, not so friendly USDA report, the funds have gotten into a very heavy short position. So it's time for a rebound and this Argentine weather is playing into it nicely and uh, a nice rally in oil today. Mule's actually down. Um, but oil's up, and I think that can be tied pretty directly to the uh, $2 gain that we're seeing in uh, crude oil. The Monday morning export inspections report, corn, soybean, and wheat numbers all came in within the range of estimates, but I don't think the numbers were all that impressive, were they? They weren't. 28.1 million on corn is not impressive at uh, any time of the year. And uh, this is the time of the year where we need to be ramping this up before we see uh, any of that first crop Brazilian get into the market. Argentina's got a ways to go. So really this uh, next three months is when we really need to hit things hard. So um, I'd like to see those numbers get up over the 40 million mark on a weekly basis with some weeks up there in the 50, 60 range. We're running a little bit ahead of expectations, so no panic yet uh, with the corn, but we are seeing some concerns with the beans, uh, 42.7 versus the 40.8, uh, 48.6 10-week average. But if you go back a year ago, Andy, we had 67.6 million on soybeans. And right now, um, uh, per Arlen Suderman, uh, we're running about 53 million bushels behind the needed pace. So, you know, if we saw that at the end of the year, uh, that could push that ending carry up into the 330 to 350 million bushel range. So uh, a little bit concerned about that, but um, we'll see how this weather in South America plays out in the coming days and weeks. Meanwhile, demand from somewhere, flash sales, that would be great. You know, it's always nice to get China in. We had China in on Friday for a flash sale and we haven't had many flash sales from them lately. So, um, but if you look and again, Arlen had this in his, uh, uh, midday uh, piece. Uh, we're for Feb, March, and April right now. Brazil is two dollars under us into uh, most of the world market. So um, they won't be coming in for soybeans uh, in any big way from this point forward, uh, at least uh, for anything beyond uh, the February delivery time frame. John's anchor market analysis. John with risk management commodities and the number there 866-837-9027. On the hat Monday market review up a quarter cent on March and May corn. March settles at 445 and three quarters and May 456 and a quarter up a half cent on July 464 and three quarters. March beans 11 cents higher leading the way to the plus side 1224 and a quarter. May contract 1233 
degrees, settling a dime up. March wheat, 596 and a half, up three and a quarter. The meat's mostly lower. February live cattle down 60 at 173.77. Febline hogs did gain 17 cents, 70.92, but April 77.62 down 52. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm network.